church, let me hear you. Come on, y'all, one time. Come on. Oh, great job, Eleven. Great job. Here is what I'm excited about today. The fact that you got out of bed and made it in this service. Man, I am super grateful that you're here today. So turn to somebody and say, you look good today. Give them a little shout out. Yeah, see, they need a little encouragement as well. If you're watching online, you look good today, man. Thanks for tuning in as well. We have people watching from all over now, from North Dallas to Kansas City. How about them Chiefs fans? Where y'all at? A few of you out there, all right? Kansas City, good morning to you. St. Louis, and there's people everywhere. It doesn't matter now. Even Africa watching. It's crazy what happens online. So if you did sleep in a little bit and you're watching online, we're still very, very grateful for you being with us today. We're going to have a great time today. We're starting a brand new series today. It is all about partners. This is what the little logo looks like. It'll be a couple of weeks long. The little byline is, is that we are better together. And I want to prove it by starting with a video that kind of goes through movies and television, and it pulls together this word partner. Now, when I think of the word, there's a lot of different things that come to my mind, but I'm old school in the sense that I remember movies and TV, and it always works for me when I pull these clips together. We have a new thing called artificial intelligence that actually searches all movies and TV shows and pulls together the phrase partner. And here's just a little 30-second clip we had some fun with this past week in the office. Watch. Howdy, partner. Howdy, partner. Howdy, partner. Howdy, partner. Hey, partner. He's my partner. My partner, he would have done the same for me. Looks like we're gonna be partners, bro. He's a cop, and he's not just any cop, he's my partner. He's my partner. I am not your mother, I'm your partner. How's Fred Atkins, your old partner? You're right, partner. I'm Mr. Miyagi, he's my partner. Cool, isn't it? Come on, y'all put a little hand together for some of your movies and TV shows that you may remember. What's pretty crazy about this artificial intelligence, you can put in any, any word and it will pull all this stuff together. So we had a great time with this past week in the office. Like, how crazy is it? Because truthfully, when I hear the word partner, probably because of the generation I grew up in, this phrase comes to mind. Maybe you know what I'm talking about. Anybody ever heard of this right here? So we're going to practice. One, two, three. What do you say? <laughs> yeah, like you're going, you went to Southwood, man. That's your problem. No, listen, this is not just a cowboy thing. And I don't want you going out and saying in the lobby because that's a little weird. Howdy partner is just weird. Many of you think, well, that's just a Western thing. Well, for us here in the Simple Church, it's way beyond the Western theme. It is a church thing for us. Now you go, let me hear your explanation for this, Justin. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you asked because here it is. When you were growing up in church, you became a member of a church. And the word member kind of was associated with this idea of you're going to join and you're going to receive benefits. Join and receive benefits. So it's kind of like a health club or a gym or a country club, whatever it may be. The church kind of had that same vibe going. It's like, am I going to join? Am I going to be a member of this? And they even gave you certificates. It was like this. Here's a certificate of church membership. You know, the pastor signed it. Everybody went in. Even Jesus, he's like, come. You know, you had all these different things growing up back in the day when you became a member. It really was, though when you were processing whether to be a part of a church or not, it's like, what's in this for me? What are the benefits that I'm going to receive? Well, as we've walked on and walked through different stages of life, you understand it's not just about joining it and receiving benefits. That's just a part of what is happening. This idea that you're trying to figure out how you're going to benefit, that's where we wanted to change things in the Simple Church. So when we started Simple Church, we decided to start fresh and 
because it was a brand new church, we needed a lot of help when we began. And we still do. Most, many people think, well, you're advanced now, 16 years, you got all the help you need. That's not true at all. As a matter of fact, I was the family pastor at the former church that we launched out of. And for years, the big problem with a bunch of members is that people would not help. It was hard to get members to actually serve or to give back. They were there to receive the benefits, not so much to help meet the need. Well, the goal of the Simple Church when we launched was, is like, hey, we don't have a very, we only have is a very small group of people, and we wanted to create the goal early on that you would participate, that you would not just be a member, we changed the word to partner. And the word partner for us meant we want you to work together to solve the problems, whether that's inside the walls of the church or outside the walls of the church. And in our culture, we kind of understand that word uh, partner when it comes to business. For example, you can have a business partner. And I did a little bit of a research and found these guys. These were early business partners, the Wright brothers. They went into business together, changed aviation forever, right? That's how we're getting around. That's how we fly. We, we think nothing of it now. Well, it was non-existent. But these business partners, brothers, went in together and changed everything. They solved a problem. We also, in our culture, talk about marriage partners. Here's one for you. Talking about old school. How about that right there, son? That is from a church directory. Now you know why we don't do them anymore. Can I get an amen? This was a long time ago. No kids, no nothing. Me and Angie just got married, and we had like the old church directory. Well, those what happened when you joined in church, right? People understood. Well, there's the marriage partnership, and marriage is definitely a partnership. Totally get that illustration. But I'm also old school, and that's why I like the little artificial intelligence when it pulled together. You saw a bunch of police partners in there. And I'm excited because, are you ready for this? Lethal Weapon 5 is coming out this year. Come on, y'all. How cool is that? Some of you are like, I don't even know what Lethal Weapon is. Man, it's Mel Gibson. It's Danny Glover. One of my favorite movies ever. Now, when I'm researching for this series, partner comes to my mind. So I'm looking up, you know, it's police partner, marriage partner, business partner, all these different phrases. Well, the reason this came up is because this is actually from an article recently that was talking about the fact they're going to shoot Lethal Weapon 5 because the original director and writer and all those different things, he had passed away and made an agreement with Mel Gibson that, hey, if I go, Mel, you have to finish this. And so I saw the interview with Mel Gibson and I was like, man, that's pretty fun. Because not only is it in the you know, TV world or movie world, they were partners on television, Mel was partners with the director. He was partner with the movie studios going, hey, I want to make sure that this still happens. Because as we live in this current culture, this is the challenge for us, is to really move beyond membership and move into partnership. And a partner, its phrase is really, what can I do to help you accomplish whatever your goal may be? Mel Gibson, for example, it was like, I'm going to finish this movie. I'm going to solve the problem. That's what I can do. Now, if I go back to the church world, this is what happened in the church world. People would join the church, they would become members, but truthfully, they rarely helped. They would just say, hey man, I'm here, I want to get my kids to get in a program, I'm looking for a good Bible study, but they didn't really get involved. They kind of just attended and were receiving the benefits. And what we've been looking for for 16 years is to try to move that needle from membership into partnership because we believe it is more biblical to help than it is just to sit there and receive, and I'll prove it. Galatians chapter 6, verse 2 through 3. Help each other. There we go, right off the bat. It's not just about receiving, it's about you and I partnering to help others. Help each other with your troubles. 
I can think of a lot of troubles. I can think of a lot of things people have struggled through here in Simple Church. I can think of people losing a loved one too early. I can think of poverty where people were in financial trouble. I can think of people in Honduras that don't have fresh water. I can think of our friends in Africa who have no food. The whole goal is for us to partner together to help each other with our troubles. It could be teenage trouble. It could be marriage trouble. But you cannot do it alone, so you partner to get through this. It says when you do this, you're obeying the law of Christ. If you think you're too important to do this, you're only fooling yourself. That's just one verse. I could go to Romans chapter 1. I want us to help each other with the faith that we have. Your faith will help me and my faith will help you. I did um, our little middle school and high school family event Wednesday night. All these families in there are so good to see everybody. Jonah and Blake are up there going through everything. But all I could think back is I got started doing student ministry. I mean, I was a student pastor. And I can remember the importance of this right here. Is that when I was a student pastor, I'd ask for people to help me to help, you know, develop the faith of these young people. I don't, I'm not going to do that. I'm not, I hate middle school. I was the, the middle school pastor first. And they're like, I'm not going to work with middle school. I mean, good night. No way I could do that. So it was a very difficult challenge because I'd be recruiting. Please, man, come help, come help. High school, pretty much the same. But why was I asking? Because we were talking about the faith of those young people. At the same time, it was developing our faith. You ever take middle schoolers out of the city to a trip? You develop your faith because you're like, Lord, help me. And I want to be able to help them and I want to help each other. And you see these themes all throughout Scripture. It's this idea of that we help each other. We need each other. We're better together. Colossians 2 is another verse. Christ is the head and the whole body depends on him. Because of Christ, all the parts of the body care for each other. And here it is again. They help each other. It's this idea that before we go to the next little part, that you understand that the way that you have your needs met the way that you feel like you're a part of something is when that you understand that christ as the boss as the head of the entire church is saying listen we very much need each other nobody is independent nobody is on their own it's he used the illustration of the body saying that man we literally depend on each other and when we depend on each other and when we help each other the body is made stronger and it's held together by god and he makes it grow so let me ask you, do you feel like you're growing in your faith? Do you feel like you're struggling in your faith? Then I would real quick point your attention to who's in your life. I know certain people in my life, in my life group, and then friends of ours that are in their own life group, some of our discussions over the last few weeks have been of how good it has been for them to have other people walking through things in life. And on this journey together, it helped them grow in their faith, to discuss things, to be challenged on things, to be encouraged, to be loved. I went to, not my life group, I went to another life group to watch the Super Bowl. Had a great time. Why? Because we're just cutting up. There's something about being with other people, knowing that, hey, I'm not alone in this. I need the support. I need the love. And what was great about that, I got to not clean up one thing. Can I get an amen on that? Thank you, Donnie and Lisa. Just got to go in and participate and enjoy the Super Bowl. So at that point, I'm like, it's true. I wasn't bringing a lot of help other than two Strong's pies. I did bring those, okay? But the real thing was when we all sat around, there's something special about that. I can think about my own life group. It is more a time for us to challenge each other and develop our faith. 
and go, hey, man, I'm walking through this. So my life group met after the Wednesday night uh, party with the uh, uh, students. Some of us got together. And there were a couple of guys going through some hard times, and we were walking through that together. Just listen to the story. Some of it was business stuff. Some of it was personal. And we were just trying to walk through that. And there wasn't but four of us in the group that night just talking about life. And what I realized, this idea of that we're growing stronger and that we grow together, you don't do it by yourself. It is hard to make a difference all alone. Now, I told you I grew up with old school westerns. That's just the way it was. I mean, the Virginian, y'all don't even probably remember that. That's like old school, Bonanza. Y'all remember all that stuff? But my favorite of all, when you talk about partner, was my boy Lone Ranger, son. This is what I'm talking about. Put that up there. And even the Lone Ranger had Tonto. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Everybody acts like, well, I can just do this by myself. No one can make it alone. You're not going to do it by yourself. You go, do what? I'm talking about life. I'm talking about business. I think about opening the Dugo store. I saw some friends in here that own a local business in the community, and they were so helpful to us when we were opening the Dugo store. Multiple businesses would actually partner with us to help us accomplish things that we could not do on our own. There was no Lone Ranger mentality. It's like, hey, man, I want to try to help you, and you try to help me, and we try to get through this. I go back and I think about all of these different experiences in my life that would not have been possible without someone helping me. If I had been the Lone Ranger, I'd have never, ever made it. I go back to you in your life. Are you the Lone Ranger? You're trying to figure out, well, I think I'm going to make it on my own. I'm telling you, no, we're better together. And I'm going to prove it with a little bit more fun for you. So I need to know if you're ready to have a little fun. Come on, give me a little help here today, all right? So when you see your favorite duo, I want you to holler out, give me a little clap, a little applause if this is it for you. Prove it, you can't do it alone. How about this picture right here? Come on, is this your people right here? See if a few of you are like, man, even Buzz came out with his own movie this past year. It ain't as good as Toy Story, I'm going to tell you, all right? Toy Story, classic. And it was all about not just Buzz and Woody, but then all those other characters. That's what made it funny. That's what made it enjoyable. And it was about life. It was about them doing life together. You're like, man, what a great story. Here's another one for you. How about the Beatles, all right? Anybody love the Beatles? Paul McCartney's good, but not as good as the Beatles. When they all come together, there was something special. But in honor of tonight, how about Journey, son, right there? That's what I'm talking about. Steve Perry's good. Oh, Sherry was great, but it ain't as good as Don't Stop Believing. That takes everybody. Now, as we were walking through the office this week, we were talking about all this better together stuff. Uh, Chip comes in. He goes, man, have you seen Hallmark? They came out with this new product. I'm like, no. And this is the, you know, the card store. And it literally was better together. And I started thinking, man, bacon's good by itself, but bacon and eggs, even better, you know? I can think back to not only bacon and eggs, maybe because I need to quit eating. I'm thinking about donuts and coffee in the lobby, right? It's one thing to have donuts, but it's a whole other thing to have a good cup of coffee and donut. As silly as it is, probably my favorite food illustration, though. You ready for this? Chocolate's good by itself. Peanut butter's good by itself. But put them together, come on, son. There ain't nothing better than a Reese's. That's just it. And I don't know if you say Reese's or you say Reese's, but from the South, I say Reese's. That's the way it is. But I can tell you they're good. And probably my favorite, you already know this, I'm a Superman fan. I love Superman by himself, but he is much better when he's in the Justice League. Why? Because they partner together to accomplish more than anyone could do by themselves. As silly as all these things are, even in our culture, we know this to be true. And I've just proven it. It's not about loners. It's not about doing life by yourself. It is about a partnership. It doesn't matter if it's in a cop show or if it's in a cartoon. It doesn't matter if it's in the real world or Beatles, you know what I'm saying, your bands. 
the truth is we know when we look at culture, it's like, man, somehow it is better when we partner with other people. And some of you think, well, I'm not a superhero, Justin. I saw the Justice League. I hear you. I'm like, no, I get it. But this is one of my favorite scriptures in the history of Simple Church that I'm fishing to put on the screen. And the reason it's my favorite is because when we started the Simple Church, it was just a small, small group of people. And I didn't feel qualified. They didn't feel qualified. And then I look in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and I go, man, this is us. This is what it's all about. And from the very beginning, these are the passages that remind me that God is with us. Not many of you are wise from a human point of view. Justin, you're just dumb. I understand. Not many of us are wise. You're not in powerful positions or in the upper social classes. When we pulled together the group Star Simple Church, it wasn't like, oh, this guy's something and that girl is something. It was like, man, pretty much a whole lot of nobodies just coming together. Go, all right, hope you can use us to do something. But it continues on. But God chose what the world considers nonsense to put wise people to shame. Because people say it'll never work. You'll never be able to accomplish it. And they're like, well, who are you? Matter of fact, I had one person, shall remain anonymous, that saw the list of the people starting Simple Church. He said, you'll never, ever, ever be successful with that group of people. And I thought, man, I don't know. I'm going to battle with them. I'm just somehow believing by faith that God chose us and put us together. He goes on and says, God chose what the world considers weak to put what is strong to shame. Some people say, man, your format's weak. There's no way you're going to do it. That's just, and God's like, okay, I'm going to show you something. I'm going to do something that you probably thought would never happen. And here it goes. And then God chose what the world considers ordinary and what it despises, what it considers to be nothing in order to destroy what it considers to be something. And as a result, you ready for this? No one can brag in God's presence because you are partners with Christ Jesus because of God. And this is what I want you to grab a hold of, is that it is not that we're good enough, because we're not. I'm not smart enough, we're not strong enough, we're not wise enough, we're not talented enough, that we have partnered with Jesus. And in that partnership with Jesus, he was able to accomplish what we never thought was possible because you were willing to be used. You did not say, hey, I'm going to do it on my own, I don't need anybody else. The truth is we all need somebody else. And Jesus showed us that when we partner with him and we partner with other people, something miraculous can happen. And all you have to do is look at Jesus' life to prove this. Because think about this. When Jesus came to this earth, he left heaven, left his father. He came to this earth. He taught us a very valuable lesson. One thing he taught us was that even Jesus needed a relationship with God. Some of you go, I don't need if God. I don't know if I really need this from Jesus. Well, here, this is a pretty powerful illustration to me is that Jesus himself showed us that he needed a relationship with his father. And if Jesus needed him, how much more do we need a relationship with our heavenly father? Look at John 5, 19. Jesus answered, I assure you that the son can do nothing. What's this word? Can't do anything by yourself. He does only what he sees the father doing. The son does the same things that the father does. Well, what are you saying? Just, I'm saying, hey, Jesus is going, listen, I am here, but I can do nothing without my dad. I ain't going to make it. John 5, 30, a few chapters over, I can do nothing alone. I am not trying to please myself. I only want to please the one who sent me. See, Jesus was setting the example for us saying, hey, listen, many of you in here, maybe you thought you could do it without him. I'm telling you, I can't, you can't, no one can. And when you finally surrender to Jesus, when you say, all right, Jesus, I am partnering with you. There is something very powerful that happens. There's something 
really, really unique and special in that moment. And the whole time Jesus was on the planet, he modeled that. Remember in the Garden of Gethsemane when he was battling whether he was going to go to the cross or not? What did he do? He, cry, he cried out to God. He talked to his daddy. Hey, Father, is there any other way, man, would you take this cup from me? You think back when there was time when all the crowd was crowded on him, he would pull away. The Bible says that he would withdraw to a lonely place to get away from the other people that were pulling from him. What would he do when he got there? To pray, to connect with his heavenly father. Because he was saying, I cannot do this alone. I am depending on God. I'm depending on the father. And the message is the same for you and I. I don't care if it's a business decision, a relationship decision, a health problem, career, school, marriage, whatever it is, you're like, I got to have you, Jesus. And I am leaning on you. I am depending on you. I am clinging to you. Jesus taught us that. That's a lesson to learn. Number two, though, Jesus changed the world using a team. Now, think about this. A team. He could have done it any way that he wanted to, but he intentionally chose the ragtag bunch of disciples. Some pretty much outlaws. If you remember, there were people who were stealing, tax collectors. Later on in the New Testament, he used Paul, who was a murderer. You're talking about the worst of the worst. Jesus pulls all of this ragtag group of people together. That's why I love that, <clears throat> excuse me, that 1 Corinthians passage. It's like, hey, man, you're not the wisest. You're not the smartest. You're not from the right people. You don't know the right people. He just pulled them all together and changed the world. It's like Jesus literally used a team to change the world. Now, when I saw this, I had to underline it because I'm old school. When I see that, I think of a team. Y'all remember that TV show? I got issues. You already know that, though. It's like, he used a team? Yeah, he used like this team. Now, just because I want to go back and kind of help you relive your childhood, I'll never forget the intro to this TV show. Listen close, because watch what happens, who they use, and the wording they use to pull the A team together. Check it out. Ten years ago, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the A-Team. Come on, that's Mr. T, son. Y'all remember? Pity the fool. What did I love about it? I love the fact that you hear they were in prison, falsely in prison, thrown away, and then it said, but if you have a problem and you need help, call the A-team. And here's what I thought. I love the other part. It could sound like a church. If you can find them. <laughs> it's like, that's maybe part of the problem. See, growing up in church, you'd have a lot of members. I mean, I remember our pastor, you say this famous, famous phrase. He's like, I think we got 5,000 members, but the FBI can't find half of them. You know, and I remember thinking, well, that's part of the problem. It's because they joined looking for benefits, but they never partnered to make a difference. And what I'm challenging you and what the goal has been from day one, 16 years now, we're in our 16th year, y'all, is that you would partner with us as we partner with Jesus to solve problems. Well, I'm not much. He don't need much. I don't have a whole lot of things that I'm talented. No, he's giving you some gifts, though, and abilities. And when there's people that can hold a child because, trust me, upstairs, they need people to hold some babies. When I went to the student ministry this past week, they need people to love on students. You talking about setting up and tearing down? Right now, today, they got here at 5 a.m. this morning to set all this up, and they'll stay when y'all walk out to tear everything down. Can you give them a round of applause for all the volunteers that make all that happen? 
true. And you're going, well, I don't know if he can use me. Listen, listen trust me, you're talking about the A-team, the ragtags, they're back here. All of us can be used by God. Mark 3, and he chose 12 men, and he wanted these 12 men to be with him. And he wanted to send them to other places to tell people God's message. He chose them. God chose them and God has chosen you and I. And no one worked alone. It was always a partnership. A partnership with God, with him. He chose them and they partnered with him to send them. And we have a lot to accomplish. We're just getting started. You're like, we're 16 years old. Man, we ain't got nothing done yet. There are so many exciting opportunities. There's so many awesome things that are in store. But what is he looking for? Somebody's going, hey, man, I'm in. I'm in. 1 Corinthians 3, 9, we are partners working together for God. There are people in this room when I know you have been a partner in every sense of the word. You have given from your business. You have given your resources. I'm talking about money and time. It doesn't matter. I can think of another business in this room that whenever we're going to Easter and we need stuff for all setting up out there, we call them. They're like, Justin, you have anything you need. Come get it. Why? Because that's a partnership. It's like, hey, listen, we're going to try to go feed people. We're going to try to go take care of kids. We're going to try to make sure that there's a lot of things that could use some help. And we're going to go be working on that. But we need your help to accomplish it. We had another one. I can tell you, this is not to brag on them. I'm not going to give any names out. But when we got in a bind and we needed some money to accomplish something, there was an individual in this room who said, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. And they didn't just pay for part of it. They said, man, I'm cutting the check for everything in there. Now you go, well, why would you bring that up? Because I'm telling you, we could not do it without the partner. So we have the vision to drill the water well or to put shoes on the feet of children or to pack food bags for people, or to pack food to go to Rwanda, our friends in Rwanda. All of these are awesome things. Drilling water for people that are in need around the world. All of them are awesome. Taking care of our police in our own city. When we did the whole training and the CIT training to help them with crisis, all of these individuals, you made that happen because you are like, God, I am connected to you. I'm here with you're saying, and I want to help be a part of solving the problem. And I'm thinking, we've partnered together working together, not just for yourself, something way bigger than me or you, that one day when you see God, it matters. It matters more than we can ever possibly imagine. So you go, man, can I sacrifice my time? Can I sacrifice a little resource? Can I sacrifice whatever it is? When you see him, I promise you, he's going to go, yes, it matters. And you know what? I've had the most fun I've ever had in my life doing it. And I'm telling you, you can too. It's not just for me. It's not just for us. It's for all of us. Now, four quick questions for you to consider today. Number one, most importantly, have you partnered with Jesus? Now, I'm not talking about religion and church. I don't care if you are a member of this church, a partner of this church. The most important decision you'll ever make in your life is like, man, I trust Jesus. I have a relationship with Jesus. John 15, 5 says it like this. I'm the vine and you're the branches. This is Jesus speaking. You get your life from me. Do do you look for life? Do you need life? Are you wanting something bigger than yourself? It's found in one place. It's when you're connected to Jesus. And then I will live in you, and I'm going to give you much fruit. When he comes inside of you, you can't help but produce good things. You can't help but do good because that's the fruit. It's like, hey, man, you're able to help this person or that person or this organization or that institution. You're able to go, man, I'm a part of solving problems, producing fruits in Jesus' name. And guess what he says at the end? You can do nothing without me. 
Jesus was going, hey, man, I'm dependent solely on my Father, and I can do nothing without him. Then he turns it around on me and you. He's like, oh, and you think you can do something? No, 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 no. You have to stay connected to me. In a relationship with me, you will be able to accomplish so, so much. But if you decide to separate or you decide to, I don't need Jesus, you can do nothing. Somebody say, well, does it really make a difference to ask Jesus into your life? I want you to look at this next video because I pulled a couple of pictures. And I want you to look in their faces and you tell me if partnering with Jesus made a difference or not. And when you see their faces, understand that what they're participating in is what thousands have participated in in Simple Church and Lord knows how many since the beginning of the church. And I'm talking back all the way back to the New Testament. Because what they decided to do was make a relationship, a personal commitment to Christ, and then they went public with that decision through something we call baptism. Don't look at me. Don't look at the other people in the pictures, the other guys and girls baptizing. Look at the faces of the people that decided to partner with Jesus. And you tell me, did it make a difference? Watch. Come on, y'all, put your hands together for that. That's pretty awesome. Let me tell you why. Listen, young, old, black, white makes no difference. Thousands have been baptized in my church. Somebody asked me recently, like, do you love what you do? Uh, duh, yeah. This is the best possible life. I have the best possible job. And I get to partner with the best people like you to accomplish what only Jesus can accomplish. I get to watch him change people's lives. I get to participate. The, the smile on my face is as genuine. Gets. People go, man, do you get tired? I'm like, Listen, this is not a job. Everything in me wakes up going, man, I am so grateful, so thankful for the friendships. Some of you, you are my dearest friends in this room. I know some of you more than others, but everybody that participates in the church, that comes to the church, I am so thankful when you come. And I'm so thankful that we get to be a part of moments like this. We've baptized thousands and thousands of people from bars, which that's kind of awesome. Remember those days? To Watertown, Splash Kingdom, whatever. To LSU Streetport, to Hot Tubs. All of these people going, I'm going public. Right now, a cheerleading company in town, they're like a cheerleading organization, called and said, can you baptize cheerleaders at our cheerleading you know, facility? And I'm like... You know why? I saw Sharon coming here. She was a cheerleader with me at Southwood. She was like, I want a cheerleader to baptize my cheerleaders. I'm like, got it. Mm. Uh. But I'm like, I wouldn't miss it. I don't know how we're going to do it. I was like, y'all got hot water? If not, they're going to be cold, but let's do it. Why? Because they've decided to partner with Jesus, and I get to be a part of that. I ain't going to miss it. That's one thing. Number two, let me ask you this. Have you partnered with his church? I'm not talking about just simple church. Have you partnered with Jesus through a local body? Now, hopefully, we would love for you to partner with us, but this is a critical point. 
Ephesians 5 says like this, husbands, go all out for your lo- in your love for your wives. Gentlemen, thank God Valentine's is over because you probably didn't do that, but that's what we're working for. Now, the reason I blew my hammy out is I'm, Angie wanted a vegetable garden, a raised vegetable garden. So I built this whole thing yesterday, got all there, and then I didn't realize it'd take 50 to 60 wheelbarrows to fill this thing full of mulch and all this other stuff. And I ain't even halfway there, and I'm like, good Lord, that's going all out, Angie. Hey, I love you. <laughs> And I'm sitting here thinking, that's nothing compared to what Christ did for us. And then he comes back and says, hey, this is the deal. Just like we try to do it for our spouse, that's exactly what Christ did for his church. Gave everything that he had. A love marked by giving, not getting. This is the whole deal right here. Once again, it's not joining the church. Hey, uh, do y'all have any good program for my kids? Although, of course we do. We're going to try to. But it's not about what you get. It's about what you give. Well, but do you ever play my kind of music? Dude, it ain't about what you get. It's about what you give. This is the whole thing of following Jesus. This is what he's called about. Christ loves makes the church whole. When we love him and fall in love with him and partner with him, and then we partner together, and we begin to not focus on what we get, but what we give, something powerful happens. Now, pull the video together. Why not pull the video together? It's because the church is 16 years old. And all I could think about with this whole partnership deal is it would have been impossible without each and every one of you. So when you see yourself in the video or if you are participating in one of these events, I want you to know I am so grateful for you. I am so thankful for the sacrifice because no one can do it by themselves. I can't, you can't. And then when we look back, you think back to the memories. Think back of what really it's all about. And that one day when we see Jesus, he's like, man, you did it. That was awesome. And for some of you, you're like, man, I'm not there yet. Maybe this is a reminder of why you do partner with a local church. This video is a couple minutes long, but it's from our very beginning to some of the events we've done locally and recently. I pray that as you see it, you would understand why this is the greatest, greatest job in the world. It's the greatest opportunities for not just me, but for you and I to partner together to do what Jesus wants to do on this planet. Watch. Sometimes I think, what will people say of me when I'm only just a memory? When I'm home where my soul belongs Was I loved when no one else would show up? Was I Jesus to the least of us? Was my worship more than just a song? Can really change a heart Do I live 
y'all put your hands together for that what a crazy ride that's why you partner with the church got one coming up march 5th on a sunday morning you can be a part of that number three have you partnered with others to do life and you go what are you talking about justin we don't do sunday school we don't have any rooms and all this stuff but what we do have is small groups of people that get together in their home and all across this this whole area and what do they do they get together to walk through life together to help each other, support each other. And I put together two videos. I didn't put them together. The team put them together to celebrate two different stories. Powerful stories, a reminder of why you're sitting here going, well, why would I join a life group? Why would I start a life group? Why would I go through this trouble? Well, here, maybe after you hear these two stories of people sitting in the audience, just like you at one point, decided to take the leap and look at what God did in their lives. Watch. so thankful to be a part of the Simple Church. I came to the Simple Church last July, and all I can say is God is good that He brought me to a church that at a very dark place in my life that I was able to go to the life groups and meet Doyle and Denise and Christy and all the other members at their house. So I just want to just thank you. Thank just you opening your home yeah. and just welcoming me and making me feel just a part of the family. Amen. And, and God always brings people together who need to be together. And I, I mean, Miss Jackie walking in was just like a whole new chapter in this life group. And we've enjoyed her and everything that she brings. And that's what we're supposed to do for small life groups in a big church. And we, Miss Jackie, I just love you and thank you for being with us. So about a year ago, 
Addison was going through some stuff that was just not great. So I started, I needed to find a life group for her. So I started looking around and came across the Simple Church life groups. We decided to join the Norse Report uh, life group and it was kind of nerve wracking because all you do is just you drive up and you don't know anybody and you have to knock on a stranger's door and go right in. But they were so warm and welcoming. For me, you know, it was um, going through a rough time. It was really difficult mentally to open up to a stranger and say, hey, look, I've been going through something um, and I need help through God. I need help, um, you know, just to connect with other people my age. And I, when I walked in, it was so welcoming. It just felt like a second home. Yeah, and it all really started with life groups. And after that, we started looking into more of what the church um, offered and we started just diving into the whole church itself, so. Yes, so yeah. it makes me extremely It's made thankful. a huge difference in our life, but it all started with the life group. Come on, y'all, put your hands together one more time. When uh, Jackie went with us on the mission trip down to Mexico, Juarez, and we heard her story, and she began to tell us, we're like, we got to tell that story. And then we got back there telling me about the students and, and the impact and the importance of not just having a Sunday morning experience, but as you just heard, a way for them to walk through more difficult circumstances situation. Well, that doesn't always happen in a large group. It happens better in a small group. And Ecclesiastes teaches that, hey, listen, if one person falls, that's why you don't need to be alone. There's another person that can reach out and help. Over and over again, there's this reminder that we're here to help each other. But those who are alone, when they fall in, they don't have anyone to help. And I'm just reminding you, you cannot do it by yourself. You are not going to make it if you think, I'm just going to get through this on my own. Some of you say, well, I'm a loner, Justin. That's just my personality. Well, I got one kind of heavy verse for you. You ready? Hang on, loner. Proverbs 18.1, loners who care only for themselves spit on the common good. Yikes. Pretty tough. Because the truth is, is you're going to give something to us, and we're going to give something to you. There's going to be a partnership. There's going to be something that happens in It's almost like, hey, man, you don't care about the common good. If you just, I don't need anybody. I mean, that's some heavy stuff to me. So this is why I ask you, have you gotten into a life group? Have you partnered with other people yet? Fourth question, have you partnered to serve? Have you decided to not just go and be a part of a group, but have you decided to use what God's gifted you with to help in whatever way you can? First Peter 4 says like this, God's given each of you a gift, so use it to help each other. Over and over again, you see it. It's about us helping one another. And I was going to pull together a volunteer video here because there's so many amazing volunteers and there's hundreds and hundreds of volunteers that make it happen. But let me tell you, we need a lot. I know right now in the baby room, they need some people to hold some babies. They need some helpers in the student ministry. They help, need some helpers in children. We need some help on set up and tear down because we'll be doing that here in a couple of minutes. There's all these different opportunities. We really could use your help. And it doesn't take long, sometimes 30 minutes, sometimes 15 minutes, sometimes an hour. But here's the point. There's something that happens when you get in that group that you cannot experience by yourself, just like a life group. It's just another group of people to be connected to. Cafe, I think of all these different opportunities. Easter's coming up, and we'll be talking a lot about it a lot. And that's where a lot of people rise up, and they start getting plugged in. And I'm telling you, even if you help just for Easter, you're a godsend. Thank you. So I was going to pull all that together, but then I ran across Steve Hartman video, you know, my associate pastor. And as me and Steve sat down and talked, I'm just kidding, we didn't. I searched the video and I found this one. I was like, this one's better than a volunteer video. Because this is someone who really gets what it is to be there for other people, to serve them, to love on them. They realize they can't do it by themselves. 
And it's not found in a church. It's found in, of all places, McDonald's. Not Chick-fil-A, McDonald's. Watch. Of all the fates that could have fallen on 18-year-old Emmanuel Graham, business student at the University of Massachusetts Lowell seemed most unlikely of all. Both his parents died before his 13th birthday. After those years, I kept messing up at school because both of my like, biggest support systems, they were gone. So you were rudderless all the way through junior year in high school? I didn't think I would make it to college or senior year. Emmanuel credits his remarkable turnaround, at least in part, to a mentor. A woman who has offered countless kids in Lynn, Massachusetts, a heaping helping of love and guidance, along with a side of fries. Hola. I get so excited when I walk in the door because I know what I'm coming to now. I'm coming to my family. This is McDonald's assistant manager, Andrea De La Rosa. Emmanuel used to work for Andrea and gave her the nickname Mama McDonald's. I appreciate you, Mama. You never stop being a mother just because they're not your kids. To Andrea, managing young people on their first jobs is about so much more than barking orders. It's about listening. I went to school today. Helping with homework, college applications, really any issue at any hour for every kid who works here. She treats me as if she's a child. She always checks on me. She makes sure I have everything that I need. It doesn't matter what time of the day it is. At night, she'll pick she up. She will pick up. Like, I don't have, like, a relationship with my mother. Dre gives me the mother figure that I never had. It's just a little bit of kindness, a little bit of love that means the world to somebody. <laughs> at a time when most employers are offering incentives if you stay, Andrea is offering unconditional love no matter where your career takes you. And as a result, employees are receiving bonuses of immeasurable value. To have a person of support to help me go through it, it kind of like slowly healed like what I was missing. And as for his future, Emmanuel says he doesn't know yet what kind of business he'll go into. He just knows the kind of boss he wants to be. Steve Hartman, On the Road, in Lynn, Massachusetts. Come on, y'all. McDonald's, son. All right, look. Why did I play the video? Because I thought, shouldn't the church be this way? And how is it going to be this way? Is when we understand the value that you offer. Here's this sweet lady just loving on kids. It's not about the salary. It's not about all the things that we make it out to be. She's like, man, I care so much about other people, man. I'm going to do everything I can. And what a difference. The poor young man lost both of his parents. Where would he be? What would happen if he was alone? And God put someone in his life through McDonald's, his manager. And the truth is, is you're in this church today. You're watching online. You tuned in somehow. This is not by accident. This message is for you. You're not alone. We're not a perfect church. We haven't got all the answers. We're going to mess up. We may let someone down here, but I can tell you, we're trying. We can definitely help you answer the four questions I gave you today. Is do you have a relationship with Jesus? We know how to do that. We're not experts in a lot of things, man. We don't know a lot, but I know how to surrender to Jesus. You know how to partner with the church, man. We're not the perfect church, but maybe you want to be a part of it. We can help you do that. Life groups, we got a plan. Serving, we need you. See, well, why? 
Why would you do that? Because here's why we would do all this is because we really are better together. We are workers together with God, 2 Corinthians says, and so we beg you, don't let the grace that you receive from God be for nothing. You're here for a reason. God has extended his grace to us. Let's use it to further his kingdom, to tell his story. And we want to do it together. Would you pray with me? Father, I thank you for every person listening today, everybody watching online, the ones that decided to come in today. Man, it means the world to us as they'd give us some time today. I pray they would see their value and their worth, that you came to this earth and died for them, gave your life. You went to the cross. You shed your blood. You overcame the grave to cover our sins. And now you ask us to partner with you. So I'm not talking about church or religion, but just a personal relationship. I pray if somebody's never done that today, they'd say, Jesus, I need you. Come into my life. Change me. And Lord, as they begin to walk on that journey, they'd know this church, Simple Church, is going to do our best to help them on that journey, to help serve like you did, to help love like you did, to pull together a bunch of ragtag people, man, that don't make any sense, but that can possibly change the world. And I thank you, Father, that I get the privilege, the joy of doing it with some friends, doing it with a bunch of people that when we look back on life, we'll realize that it really did matter. And when we stand before you one day, when we hear those words, and I know we will because we're trying to do everything you told us to do, you'll say, man, well done. You knocked it out of the park. Well done, man. You were faithful. Help us, God, through your son Jesus to fulfill what you've put us on this planet to do. We are here for a purpose bigger than ourselves, and we are definitely better together. Thank you, Jesus, for letting us be a part of it. Help us as we take these steps moving forward through this series as we prepare for Easter and all these great opportunities. Help us, Father. In Jesus' name we pray.